Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, I'd just like to remind everyone that you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, so let's get going. Uh, hello, Sam. Hello. Hi. So we've had the uh, the trade deadline. It's about five days ago now, actually, wasn't it? But we're going to um, go over some of the the big trades. It's a busy one. Um. And yeah, well, the biggest of all the Dodgers traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And Danny uh, Duffy. Yeah. Yeah, that as well. Which they didn't actually give up anything for Danny Duffy, did they? He's played to be known later. Yeah. So, yeah, didn't give up much at all for that. But the, yeah, Scherzer-Turner one was the big one. Um, and it was pretty much being reported that he was going to the Padres for a couple of hours before that, wasn't he? Yeah, it was a bit of a gut punch, really, for San Diego. Uh, was it Ken yeah. Rosenthal who went first on that? And he, I did a yeah. bit of an explainer in one of his articles about, like, that does happen sometimes. And all of his reporting was people saying <laughs> it was close to happening. And, yeah, uh, they, they, yeah, yeah then there it was no, no one actually said there was a deal. They said it's close to, he's close to going to San Diego. Yeah. And then he went along with Trey Turner to the Dodgers. Um, which is quite a statement, really. I mean, the He's best pitcher and the best position player on the market. Both to the Dodgers. Uh, it's one of the biggest flips of a trade saga, that, isn't it? Yeah. In division as well. In division. Division rivals are only a few games apart. It sounded like, what, Scherzer's still a top five starting pitcher in baseball. It sounded like he was going to the team chasing. And the team that's ahead, albeit still in second place, um, got hit not just him but also got this elite versatile player who could yeah. steal a million bases and hit home runs yeah well the news was that he was going to the shows of white to go to the west wasn't it basically yeah um and so i think the giants were in it as well but the prospect cost was just too high and the well the dodgers paid up really big time um, but then the fact they also got Trey Turner as well, I don't know, I mean... I didn't feel like the prospect cost was wild to me. Given they got, yeah, two all-star level players. And Turner's got another year. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we've seen rentals for all-stars. I know the market has got less like that. But I, even some other trades that were come into in this recording where there was an all-star that went for this year or till the end of next year and they got a big horn they almost like they got a, a bar a discount for buying two of them like it wasn't yeah, like, it wasn't quite buy one get it, one free it was almost it was like, like it was almost like well because there was no mention of turner was there in the other stuff it was like it, the show is a trade and there was a little talk like a day before or something of or maybe they'll listen to offers for turner as well but it's almost like they would you know they're in negotiation um they obviously had like the key bit of the package because Keeper Ruiz, everyone sort of assumed, yeah, the Dodgers have to give him, him up to get Scherzer. Uh, and probably with some other stuff as well. And then it's almost like the Nationals asked for another prospect and the Dodgers were like, oh, could we have Trey Turner as well then? And they said yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how the deal ended up balancing out. Unless I think, yeah, the initial... If you took... Well, sorry. It was like Josiah Gray, was it? The second prospect in that yeah. deal if you took him out of it 
I think the Rastab package is almost what I would have expected just for Scherzer. Yeah, so I think we the market for Scherzer must have been lower, don't you think? Maybe. Is that the Scherzer might have just been literally just Kiba Ruiz for Scherzer, straight up. Yeah. And then that's what they were looking at. And then they said, well, what if we can have Trey Turner? And even then, even then, I don't think that's wild by any... I think the Dodgers got a really great deal. I mean, yeah, regardless been, of what happens with Scherzer, regardless of what happens with Scherzer, not just shortstop, he's been one of the best position players for the last few years, to be honest. Yeah, and he's gone under the radar because they always do in Washington. Um, they're in the same division as the Phillies, where we we have to get very very giddy when they win two games in a row. Um, and the Mets, obviously, there's always stuff about them. Yeah, um, and he's just been there, and it was it, first it was in kind of in the shadow of Harper, and then he's broken out a bit more actually since Harper's left. And then there was Rendon, who was becoming a free agent, and Scherzer is a massive star in his own right. Yeah, Turner just there, he kind of gets on with it, doesn't he? Not not as flashy yeah. as a lot of the other middle infielders in the game as well. There's a bit of that. Yeah, I think uh, I saw he's second in position player war since the beginning of last season behind Tatis. Yeah, that's handy, isn't it? That is pretty handy. Yeah. I I mean, it also suggests maybe Corey Seager's not going to re-sign. Yeah. He's an upcoming free agent. Well, we will see what his free agency is like. Um because he's a player who is injured a lot. And I feel like the idea of Corey Seager is better yeah. than the, the numbers of Corey Seager a lot of the time. Yeah, he had a really that's good rookie people year, who are injured. Yeah, well, that's what happens with people who are injured in, in a lot of sports, isn't it? Is that the, when they're not playing, we think a lot about the best version of them. And then you don't, no one really actually like, seems to think about how often you get the best version of them. Yeah. Um... But anyway, obviously that was a massive, I mean, a massive move for the NL West race, which really is, seems to be the, uh, well, that's the the big division really, isn't it, in baseball this year. The big division race is like, well, the all AL three East of them is, are like legit, yeah, the AL East is getting good now as well, actually, yeah, the race. But um, legitimately three World Series contenders, really. Um, yeah, and the one team that you or people would question, let's say, was the one that's ahead. Because usually you'd get, yeah. obviously it would be that the top two are considered contenders and the other team that's chasing them is kind of considered the pretenders. And that is the other way around, which makes it more exciting. Um, and they were all active at the deadline too. Yeah. The Dodgers always seem to do the biggest thing at the deadline, don't they? It's, it seems like it's just like yeah. a, an annual tradition now. Although... Although, as I was saying, actually, to you before the deadline, is some of that before was when they had Zaidi, who's obviously now the Giants, president of baseball operations. So, of course, well, the first year they're really a proper competitive position. Um, they also went for quite a big move. Although, after they missed out on Scherzer, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? It was like, oh, they need to do something. It looked like they might not do anything. It was announced like in the last like, half an hour, wasn't it? They got Chris Bryant. Oh, no, it was the last four minutes, I think. Well, yeah. Four minutes till the deadline. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Chris Bryant. And then you look at looking at what they're giving up for him. And um, all these rumours of how they're giving up. Joey Barton, Lamonte, Wade Jr. I, mean, I don't know how anyone believed that, though. No. I mean, the Bart part, maybe. But why would they have given up Wade? There's no way they were going to give up him. I, 
that was so I can't believe that people even took that on, yeah. including MLB Network believed it. And it just came from some random guy. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway yeah, in the end, they ended, up getting they, a, they ended up getting a pretty good deal. So although they waited and maybe didn't get the biggest move, they then meant they ended up um, probably got a, a bargain, really, in terms of prospect price compared to a lot of uh, deals. I mean, well, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting deal, wasn't it? Because... Because on paper, it was a pitcher who's surging and has climbed lists, climbed the mid-season list a long way. And because of Canario's production and his place on prospect yeah. lists, he actually looks like a better asset to an organization than he is. But he's a 40-man. He's been on the 40-man for the Giants all year. At only age 21 and in low A because of uh, the Raw 5 draft. Um, so, yeah, so... Now the Cubs have to have him on their 40 man. So, uh, yeah, anyone that was taking him takes a 40 man spot. And he's also actually, um, I think he'd, his production this year hadn't been great. He started striking out a lot again. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, he's, he's still, he's still a really high upside guy. He's like a, you know, 30 plus home run hitter that can play outfield well. Um, if he can just sort out, you know, the, but not for a couple of years at least. No, it's, yeah, he's he a few years off the majors. What, yeah, um, what I mean is that the yeah the, the game playing with the um, the various rules with MLB rosters is the the fact he's already on the forty man and he's nowhere near and he's young. Um, yeah, means that while his upside maybe gets him into the top ten of the giant system, it's not as straightforward as that. Like that's a player they would have yeah. wanted to trade, and it then saved them having to DFA someone that they actually might need this year. Yeah, because well. it basically gives you a 39-man roster instead of a 40-man roster. Yeah. Because he's, he's just, yeah, he's on the 40-man roster, but there's no chance of him being in the majors anytime soon. Um, but yeah, in general, for Chris Bryant, they seem like they got a good deal. Didn't actually even have to give up one of their like high-level prospects, really, or one of the, you know, one of their like really top guys. Um. And yeah, I mean, what, did the Padres end up doing anything on, <clears throat> on the um, deadline day? I don't think so. No, they did Frazier. They got Frazier, didn't they? I can't remember if they did something else. But the big thing was what, with them uh, was they didn't get any pitching. Just want to add quickly on the Giants thing. The reason that I think the price got so low for Bryant was because it was so late. They just like all the, the potential suitors just disappeared, didn't they? Yeah. So we'll come on to those other teams shortly, but like um, the Mets were one of them. They got buyers instead. And then the Braves, who eventually traded for all of the outfielders in baseball, um, they'd done all of those trades. And it's like, well, they don't have anywhere to put him now. And it just like gradually ran out. And it's like, well, the Cubs had made it so clear they were going to trade him. And he didn't seem, they didn't seem to have any interest in re-signing him, given their relationship between player and organization i yeah, don't think he can... really wants to be in chicago next year um yeah the giants kind of had them in this position where it's like well now this is the offer um good luck yeah and although the giants probably could have done more it's like they managed not to give up much like they've not weakened their farm really um and really an outfield right-handed bat seemed like what they needed and short term a third but if you can play third base we'll have a long goal yeah. still out extra bonus it was yeah. such a perfect fit I think 
I think it was such a perfect fit that it would have been kind of mental if it didn't happen. It would have needed for to be able to justify it for the Giants, it would have needed to be an insanely high price. Yeah. Um what to justify it sorry, justify what? For them not doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. For him to end up elsewhere, you'd have to see that deal and be like, yeah, they couldn't possibly give up two of their top five prospects sort of thing. But there just wasn't quite the market for a rental bat. Yeah. I mean, there's always the chance of an extension as well with that, which then makes the price obviously like well, negligible, maybe. isn't it? I, he'll go to free agency when he's a Boras client. Probably. They, they always go to free agency. Um, anyway, we get, we get um, stuck down on the Giants for a long time. I thought the uh, the Padres, the Giants too. I mean, as a fan, I wanted the Giants to get a picture after missing out on shares. I wanted kind of response and all this stuff. I was really surprised that neither the Giants nor the Padres got a start after the Scherzer deal, given they were both in for Scherzer. I guess yeah. there wasn't another Scherzer, and it's like, well, you go for Scherzer because he's Scherzer. But I thought there was a need, both of them, really. You could definitely say another starter would have helped. Um San Diego is 17th in war from their starters this season. Ouch. And after Uh, the moves they made, that was meant to be a strength, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Blake Snell is struggling. Uh, I know they've still got Musgrove and Darvish, but like the scenario where they could have... I thought they were going to go in for Berrios. I could definitely see them being really aggressive for Berrios. I mean, they were linked to Berrios a lot. Yeah. Um, but his and price ended up being quite high in the end, didn't it? Yeah, it was a really wildly high price. But at the same time, the fact he had the extra year control also made extra sense for the Padres because of where they are this year. Yeah. Is that like a high-cost rental like Scherzer could have been, in a way for them, is a bit wild because even Scherzer wasn't going to push them to win the division, you'd think. No, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Where maybe, maybe they just wait this year. But then also, the Giants and Dodgers aren't going to be getting weaker in the future anytime soon. Because uh, yeah, the whatever they're doing, it feels like they're doing it um, for the wild card game, and then yeah, I mean, well, there's a good chance they just lose the wild card game, and then. Yeah, it's, it's sort of for nothing. Because, uh, yeah, they're not really in a position to push for the division title at the moment. No, they're just a little bit too far back to do that. Yeah. And, we're, well, we're obviously with the other two teams and how they've been going all season, like, to catch up with them that much, they're going to have to uh, play at a ridiculous level. Yeah, we, wouldn't they have to play, like, they'd have to win 70% of their games probably to close that gap? Yeah down the stretch now I think because those two are just winning so much <laughs> 67 and 40 64 and 44 at the moment is pretty wild yeah um, I mean that well anyway we're talking about Jose, Jose Barrios maybe move on to that uh, as he ends up going to Blue Jays where four teams sort of went for it yeah what for, for Barrios no, no, for the oh, AL East. Oh, in the East, yeah. Although they didn't, yeah. it's a weird way of saying it. They, four teams didn't go for it. The two that were most aggressive were in third and fourth and quite a long way back. Yeah, although, the, I mean, the Rays added Nelson Cruz. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A, like that's in some ways that's the biggest bat. I mean not the most valuable because well he's old and the DH and stuff. But in terms of production you're gonna get he's probably gonna produce more as a hitter than any other hitter that got traded. Oh yeah, I mean it's hard it's difficult because we're only looking at like why is it about fifty game sample now? Is I mean it could be anyone, couldn't it? It could be any of these bats. So many high-profile names moved as well. Yeah. Like Jorge Soler got traded. He could have a 50-game stretch where he's better than all of these guys. But yeah, on pedigree over the last few years, Cruz is the best pure bat. Um, but like the Red Sox were, they got Schwarber, which is useful. But I expected a little bit more from them. Well, they were they were linked to Rizzo, weren't they, a lot? Yeah. Which makes you, maybe, makes you partly wonder, maybe that's why the Yankees got him. And then, yes. I mean, well, wait, have they, have they already got Jerry Gallo or was their way around? I can't remember. But anyway, they ended up getting they Jerry got Gallo. Gallo first. It was yeah. Gallo first. And then when they got Rizzo as well, it seemed like this is, do we, do you need both of them? I don't know. Um, I mean, they were so, I guess it's that they were so right-handed. Yeah, I basically avoid not being good anymore. Um, yeah, well, Voigt being injured, yeah, they kind of needed to, they needed to do something, um, and just the whole of their lineups right-handers until they added those two. Um, that I think, yeah, it, it did seem. A, I was surprised they got Rizzo, partly because I just thought the Gallo thing, really cool. Also, wins some of their fans back on side a bit, and that he's got next year, a bit like the same with the Padres, is these teams that were really on the edge of competing for their division. Um, getting someone with next year control as well in 2022 makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rizzo, just for this year. They're another team, or they'd have to go on a really, really ridiculous run, wouldn't they? To get in it now. Although the they're already only six back on the division because of... I mean, they have won a few games, I think, obviously. Um, I guess the wild card's in play for them, at least. Yeah. Um, well, they also had such massive prospect depth, didn't they? I think they even managed to get Jerry Gallo. They didn't really give up anyone, any of their really top guys. Um, but even just their guys low, low on their system is still valuable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's just tempting to make a move or two there. They got Heaney as well, didn't they? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I sort of expected maybe they'd go more for pitching as well. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know what has been going wrong for the Yankees this year, actually. Um, I mean, a lot. I, the bullpen going wrong at the, like, the wrong times. They've blown a few games. Yeah. Um, what, well, wasn't there things where they weren't... Was their base running really terrible or something at one point? I remember. Yeah, they have made a few stupid outs on the bases. I mean, so, Let... Some of them is just, is just their players that are meant to be good not being good enough. So like Luke Voigt like, not playing. That's an issue because he's yeah. been kind of a reliable uh, bat for them. And then below average OPSs from LeMahieu, Kluber, Torres. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> that, that's, that's not helpful. 
Yeah, just not getting. And I mean, Stanton and Judge, they were out, were they again? I think earlier in the year. Uh, I think they're both, well, they've both missed some time. Stanton's only 86 games. Like, he was on the IL. They've only been brief stints this year, but it's still yeah. like if you're third and fourth guys or fourth and fifth, however you want to do the tiering of their lineup, if those guys are really not producing, if you miss either of those batches suddenly in trouble, uh, it's, it does seem wild. You look at the names on their roster and go, oh, yeah, they, they went, got two all-star bats at the deadline. Yeah, that doesn't seem like what the problem is, but it kind of is. Yeah. Although you, you feel like maybe they could have, they've now got the chance to have like a really ridiculous, uh, some really ridiculous offensive production. I think quite yeah. often as well, you see it where the, you just add a bat, like, like, you know, a really good bat into the lineup and it just makes everyone else better as well. I guess everyone else just gets better pitches and, the pitches are getting worn down more and everything. Yeah, they scored 13 runs last night on that. Yeah. Just on I mean, that idea. Um, it does look amazing on paper, this lineup. Yeah. It does look absolutely... LeMahieu, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Sanchez, Gliver, Torres, Odor, Allen. Yep, that'll work. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised they didn't do something else for pitching too, but he needs a... gives them another guy at least. Yeah, I'd like to say, I mean, they're not that in it to give up, like, big-time prospects, really. No, and Scherzer said no to them, didn't he? Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd said yes, they might have done that. Um, yeah. But that, if that's not on the table, you're then getting into, like, yeah, the, the price for Berrios, which was high, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a high price, and the Jays are now down to fourth. Yeah. Interesting with that. Simeon Woods Richardson was one of the main prospects in that trade, wasn't it? Who I think they didn't they get him in the Stroman trade? Yeah. To the Mets. Um, and um, Austin, well, Austin Martin as well. Gee, I didn't realize quite how highly rated this guy was. Blimey. Austin Martin? Yeah. I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Uh, he's, he was 19th prospect in baseball on baseball america's preseason rankings which i know they aren't at the be all on end all oh he was their first round pick last year um but he's in double a already okay so yeah I, that I does seem that, like a high price that seems like a wild price for for berrios who is basically good but he's not yeah but he's seems not pre, a young guy you know, now yeah he's not going to be like a Cy Young contender, like a proper ace. He's probably a really solid, like, number three star for, like, a proper World Series contender. For the Blue Jays, it's like, yeah, like a number two star, maybe, but I mean, also only a year left. I don't know about that. They got Brad Hand, too, um, which was an interesting one because he was going to be a big name for teams that were, like, really, really in it. And then obviously goes to the Jays, who are yeah on the edge of it. They're only a game behind the Yankees at the moment, who is saying they'd have to go on like this massive run. And I mean that's kind of that's kind of where both these teams are. They both went in at the start of the season looking like the top two in their division, and then they were both aggressive at the deadline, like that's where they were. Yeah, 
like yeah, like they actually they they were actually performing like they expected to, rather than how they actually were. Um, but I mean, the, don't they really need to rely on the Red Sox or the Rays dropping off as well, really? Yeah, I mean the the Red Sox have actually lost five in a row. Yeah, their, their offense has cooled off, hasn't it? And well, I think just everything's good if you yeah. start losing like that. I think that's the thing, though. Um, I think, as we said on podcast earlier in the year, their offense was around like three or four hitters, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. And a lot of time, that's not really good built to last. I know. I don't know if he's broken out of it recently. I was looking at some stuff a couple of days ago. Bogarts after the break just hit like a horrible, horrible slump. Um, and JD Martinez, who we've sung many praises for on this podcast in the past, has come down a bit back to earth. Eight eight five OPS now, which was it was beginning with a one early in the year, wasn't it? For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. means he must have been quite a lot worse. Uh, I'm just going to check this. Yeah, Bogarts only 14 games, but six two three OPS in the second half of the season after nine thirty in the first half. Yeah. Um, because well, the other thing, I mean, we can link into now maybe the A's with the because the Yankees and Blue Jays, and I don't know, it feels unlikely they're going to overtake both the Red Sox and um and the Rays. So really, I mean, it's about the wild card spot mainly, and that with that, they're also competing with the A's. Um. Who yeah, made a big move. Getting Stalin Marte. <coughs> um, for uh, for Lazardo, actually, they go back was there. It was only like a year or two ago. It was like the top left-handed pitching prospect I think, in baseball, and he's not. I don't think he's played that much in the majors. Played a bit and struggled, which happens often. And um, yeah, now he's gone. So that seems like a really big haul for a rental. Well, that was sad, wasn't it? That was because the A's wouldn't pay Marte's salary. Yeah, just the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, the Marlins got had to got to buy a prospect, which is always a great thing for a team that's kind of rebuilding. That's what you should do. It like you, it shouldn't be we're re, re, we're rebuilding. We're not spending another penny. It's an opportunity to snatch prospects from people who don't want to spend money. But the fact that the A's have to do that for half a year of Marte's salary. Not talking about taking on Harper's salary here. I, I don't know how much lower the prospect cost would have been. I think that was probably quite a strong market for Stalin Marte, but that seemed, yeah, it did seem steep, didn't it? Even with yeah. his more recent struggles. Yeah, just because of the, I mean, just how high your AD was. I think did he maybe have an injury before that? Yeah, I think he. Well, I think he did miss time. But it's like there's just yeah. Obviously, such a huge level of talent there. Um, and I mean, well, Miami, the last few years, with their pitching, their pitching staff, they've really, like, brought through a lot of guys, haven't they? So, wouldn't be surprised if, like, oh, next been, year, at some point, he's now, like... like a machine of all-star yeah. level pitching, haven't they, the last few years? Yeah. It's been really impressive. And Lozardo might be the next one of those. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I know the A's are another one that's their their division is not looking that likely. I mean they're only five and a half back, but um 
If, well, we, if, we are edging towards the point of the season where five and a half back is actually a long, long way. Yeah. Because there's not that many games. Is what well, we're, we're looking at around around fifty, is it left to play? Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, but that's a lot more games you've got to win than the other team, isn't it? Over that kind of period, and particularly when you've now got a massive sample of these of these two teams, and it turns out they're six games apart or something. Like, yeah. well, how's that gap going to close? At least with the Yankees and Jays, they've made slightly bigger moves. I mean, Marte is great and all, but what's going to make the Astros get that much worse over the next six weeks, month, two months? Yeah. Is it the head-to-heads yeah. are so huge at this point, aren't they? That's, that's yeah. Hard. The head-to-heads are enormous. I don't know how many games those two have got against each but other. It's, it's almost like it's going to come down to... I mean, at the moment, it's looking like it's going to come down to, like... Um, I mean, yeah, like one wild card spot maybe they're flying over. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, if the Red Sox continue to slide, then they'll come back into that. Um, and then you'll have two wild card spots between four. Um, but you've got that well there. It's um, You've got a lot of that, really. I mean, at least there's a wild card spot to fight over, unlike the National League. Yeah, well, that's true. Just, there's, yeah, that's there's not happening. It's just going to um, the two losers in the NL West, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's gonna, there is potential for a really interesting wildcard race. Um, next month is when that will really spice up, won't it? Because it's, it's still possible that, that that race kind of fades quite quickly, too. Yeah, the wild card like, race. Yeah, yeah, like that. That could, within I don't know, by the end of this month, say it's not impossible that the wild card is really clearly Yankees and Athletics, or really clearly Red Sox and Athletics, or Red Sox and Yankees. Like it just takes one team to have a really bad fortnight, and it can get out of hand. Yeah. Uh, um, that, this is where it was interesting, wasn't it? Is all these teams previous years they've not been aggressive. And I think it's partly these where you've got these divisions where you've got, particularly in the AL East, obviously, where like the Yankees and Jays both thought they were going to win the division at the start of the year. If this was flipped round, say the Red Sox were where the Jays were, the Jays and Yankees were, there was no way they were going to be aggressive like that. They may well have sold. Yeah, I mean, they probably would have. And I mean, they were like starting, it looked like they were starting a rebuild, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the Giants might not have been massive sellers, but like if the Giants were even six, seven back, like where the Padres are, they're not traded for Chris I'm, Bryant, are they? If they're the Giants were there six, seven back, and um, I mean some of their, well, like Crawford's hitting like he is. So he was still hitting like that, but the Giants six, seven back, I mean they're selling him. Yeah. Yeah, and it was similar. The gap has actually already closed even more in the NL East. Well, and at. I, yes, I was just going to say the Giants, actually, they almost designed their roster this year to do that. Yeah. All their starting pitches expiring. They're expecting to be more like where the Padres are, even maybe a little bit further back. And they're just like, they'd be like the sellers of starting pitches. Um, but instead, all their starting pitches have been a bit too good, and now they're actually a good team. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, we... 
it was the difference in the yeah NL East had similar. The gap is I think has closed even further since the deadline, but where the Mets clearly are a bit vulnerable because of all their injuries and who knows what's going on with Degrom, um, and that led to the Phillies and and Braves both doing actual things. They weren't as as aggressive as the Yankees and Blue Jays were they, but they did add players. They gave up prospects of young players whatever to try and get closer to winning their division and that's just not what we've had for the last few years in baseball we've not had teams who are four five off the division lead or or who need to close a gap to get a wild card game we've not had teams making proper moves yeah i think it's like you say it's the expectations at the end of the season isn't it yeah if you're a team like the padres you can't just like stand pat you can't just go off fine, we'll settle for the second wildcard spot, really. Like, I get why they then go, well, we've got to push. Yeah, although they didn't do that much. No, they because should have got another pitcher, probably. Yeah, yeah because they're, but they're still set up, aren't they, to be good in, for the long term? Really, um, because I think, would it, is it Mackenzie Gore is that guy, is AAA? Yeah. I think, like, the burial steal, for example, would have taken him. That's the thing, I think, it's like, Probably most of these deals, people are asking for him, and if they then are like, no. Well, it's then probably good it's they didn't do that, but it's yeah. the sort of move they have made recently. Yeah. Um, and their rotation is still in like pretty good shape, but they they are very dependent on Snell getting his act together, and you know, not walking five point eight hitters per nine innings might be a start. Um, that is bad. It was quite that bad. Talking about their top pitching prospects coming up, though, Paddock had that great start to his career, and he's really not delivered since then. No. I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it? The style of pitch he was as well. I don't think he... I don't know. He he didn't look to me like a guy that's like, yeah, he's going to carry on being like this dominant starter. I mean, I mean, I I expect him to go and have a solid major league career. But it's like a guy that is, um, that mainly is like a, you know, a change-up guy. I mean, he's not going to, you don't, I don't know, he's going to be that consistent with that. No, and he's rarely, not pitches. yeah, rarely really dominant for a long, long time. I, th- I think people do get a bit more figured out with that, um, without going down a complete rabbit hole, I think. Like Kevin Gaussman, I think a little bit is that if that is happening, is like once you can realize once he's a two pitch guy, it's like well look, I'm just not <laughs> the splitters very very rarely in the zone or the changeups never in the zone. Yeah, and if the changeup is in the zone, I <laughs> you've picked this, there's you've got a good chance of smashing it. Splitters obviously is slightly different because of the velocity on it, but um, yeah, I think those guys are vulnerable to having short stints of success. Um. But I, I was just mentioning Paddock, really, because they've got, they're always talking about their pitching prospects coming up, and he was one that came up, and it was like, wow, look at this guy. And suddenly, it's sort of, I don't really know where he goes then when more arms come up. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, we're signing these uh, free agent stars, because they've got Clevenger as well, haven't they? Oh, yes, of course. Of course, I forgot about him. I mean, the, the rotation is just like not. full, isn't it? Yeah. A bit. Yeah, so because so if, if they it, trade for a star, then it's basically like what they just send Blake Snell to the bullpen. 
Yeah. So I guess that's sort of maybe partly why they weren't too desperate to do that. Um, and one trade, well, one trade we need to talk about actually now. We haven't, which is bullpen moves, which are usually like the big thing. And obviously it was Craig Kimbrell it was all about. Um, they part of the Cubs sell-off. And yeah, so he, he just went across town to the White Sox. Um, after the White Sox didn't even, did, they didn't do much else, did they? They didn't. They got Teperaro, is that you said? Oh yeah, another, yes, yeah, from the uh, the Cubs. They get him in the same deal as a separate one. I think that was separate. Um, but yeah, they were, people expect them to get an infielder for ages. Because Madrigal, who was good early in the year, was out, uh, got injured, didn't he? And they, I don't know, they just seemed to not do that in the end. Um, they got, yeah, they got Cesar Hernandez. Oh, okay. oh, they did, okay. Yeah. I guess I just forgot about that one because it seems almost irrelevant. Um, it's maybe a little bit harsh on Cesar Hernandez, but, you know, I don't know. Well, I think compared to, on other deadline days, that would have been significant. But compared to everything else that happened, I mean... Like a record number of all stars moved, didn't they, in this trade deadline? Yeah. And top <laughs> prospects and stuff. Um but yeah, so instead the Cubs actually sent Nick Madrigal to the Cubs in the Kimbrel deal. Um which I don't know, it seems like quite a good price. Well for, I mean for the, the Cubs, I mean it's quite a good get for them. Given yeah, that money's on. Yeah, it struck me as uh yeah, my first thought was the Chapman and Gleyber Torres thing. I know Madrid was yeah. already there and Torres was nearly there, but like this, they're different types of players, but it's an incredibly highly rated prospect. Yeah. For a relief pitcher who is admittedly having like an amazing season, but it's just like, wow, that's that's very all in. I assume they've 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 got to take his um it's a team option for next year, isn't it? With Kimbrough, yeah. I think. I think they've, they've got to take that take now. That. They've paid that price. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, give them this terrifying back end with um, the two guys they just got from the Cubs and Hendricks. Yeah. I, I was very surprised. I was very surprised by that price. It's a lot of assumption on Kimbrell carrying on being good. Because, I mean, it's not that long ago that he was really, really bad. And it seemed like he was done, basically, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, he he had to hold out as a free agent for ages, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, that's when the Cubs got him, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, even though it's like, yeah, he's now really good again. It's like, well, why was he? Why were you so bad before? Why is that not going to happen again? And I just, when you look at, I get. If this works out, it's going to be like their rotation is awesome. Their rotation is like really, really great. And then they hand over to that back three and it's just going to be like really, really difficult to beat them. I do get that. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're fourth in wins above average from their rotation. And they're like middle of the pack from the bullpen. So I understand wanting to upgrade it. And it's like, well, now if the start goes six innings, it's going to be basically tough to beat them. Like, very, very tough. And they're set up for the playoffs and all of this. But I look at, I kind of, this is a nice little segue to the Astros, I suppose. Is the Astros just quietly picked up a few relievers? Yeah. Um, Went around accumulating these relievers without giving up anything wild. Yeah, they had like three guys to the bullpen. Yeah, 
and their bullpen did need some depth. There's no question. They're nearly at the bottom in wins by margin. Their bullpen. Um, they clearly needed to do that, and the White Sox don't feel they need depth in the same way. I understand that, but there were. It just felt almost like a bit of a crude move to me. Yeah. And particularly um, for that price, everyone else was – loads of teams were linked with Kimbrel, so you can see why the price got so high. just felt a bit like, could you not have thought outside the box? You did – you spent loads of money to get a closer in the off-season. You then got Tepera. I'm going to hope that's how I say it. I've tried. <laughs> and then it's, oh, we'll just get another massive high-profile closer. It's like, I don't know. I don't know, really. Like, Yeah, there's so much – Last few years with the bullpen um, stuff, it's more and more about depth, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and having the right matchups, or even if, yeah. if they did want a big guy that's having a great year, why couldn't they have gone for Graveman at a lower cost? I just I don't love trading away someone like Madrigal. Yeah, particularly uh, literally earlier this year, he was like a like a key part of the lineup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And controllable for a team that's there's windows just opening. It risks being another one of those trades, I think, where it's like you kind of went a little bit too all in too soon. Yeah. Maybe they win the World Series, and then it seems like it's stupid. But yeah, I don't it, know. they they seem to have a slightly old-fashioned approach with a lot of things. I think the White Sox. Yes, I guess that's what happens when you hire an eight-thousand-year-old man to be your manager. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we need to wrap up soon. I think we've covered like most of the moves that were just for the deadline. Baez, we didn't mention Javi Baez. Not mentioned Baez yet. We've not got very long, but just quickly, uh, he. I mean, he just went. To, he went to the Mets, didn't he? Yeah. Along with Trevor Williams, gets him a little bit pitching depth. Um. And the Cubs got back while they're. Matt's number one pick from last year. Well, I think he's injured. Like, he's not played this year, basically. Hardly. I thought it was a high price, though. I thought it was a very high price yeah. for a rental of happy buyers. That was basically all I wanted to add yeah, on. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many of these end up being extend, extended, though, because the last few years, that seems to be happening a lot more in baseball. Yeah, even uh, although Javi Baez is still a guy who, like, does not walk, strikes out a million times. Yeah. And the end result is... Yeah, he's not necessarily good. A league average hitter, yeah. Um, you know, maybe they'll do that, that, keep him with Francisco Lindor as a dull play combination. And um, and then just, yeah, and then just get all the strikeouts. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap up there because we're running out of time. One day we will not have to have a time limit, um, but that's not yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, goodbye. Bye.